listening to the Confessions of a Clairvoyant Housewife podcast. From marriage to menopause and margaritas, nothing is off the table. This is Cindy Goldenberg. Hi, good evening. It's Cindy Goldenberg. I hope you're doing well during this uh, time of the coronavirus where we're seeing so many um, mandatory quarantine uh, shutdown of the city. As I've told you before, I'm in Miami. And even though we had a voluntary uh, quarantine to stay inside this past week, a lot of -of out-of-town tourists were coming here still and a lot of uh, young kids at the beach, especially in South Beach. And because of that, they've closed all the beaches and all the parks. And um, it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, I'm a local, and usually this time of year, it's so perfect and idyllic. The weather, it's warm in the 70s and low 80s and dry and you know no rains or humidity and so to walk the dog along the water or to walk on the white sand late in the afternoon or early evening and put your feet in the water which is clear and warm is nice and in the off season which is like just for the local people here not during any holidays there's not that many people. And I heard, because uh, I do go outside and walk the dog, um, as I've told you before, and I keep my social distance, and I do wear a mask because I'm over 60. And even though I don't have any symptoms, I choose to wear one because in that split moment that I may be even at six feet with a cool breeze, if there was any phlegm or kind of water molecules or anything flying through the air, I I just don't want to take any kind of um, chances. So I do every precaution. And I also wear little gloves and I have near my um, front door, a little station set up to where when I come in, I sterilize my dog leash and my shoes I take off and I do the bottoms and then I have a natural solution with a little soapy water and vinegar and I actually spray my dog and spray my hand and pet his head in case he put his head into anything. So I'm the point is I'm taking a lot of uh, precautions and, and really it's good because I work hard in clean, cleaning up the apartment and so it keeps it clean and I feel like I'm doing something proactive. But anyway, back to uh, the beach and living here, that kind of lifestyle. As I was walking my dog the other day, uh, practicing social distancing, I heard one guy talk to his friend because I'm, I'm near, I live on the bay, on Key Biscayne Bay, and you can put your feet it's kind of like a ledge. You wouldn't want to stand on it. You might fall and it's not very deep, but there are rocks, but people sit on it. So they weren't sitting right next to each other, but these two guys 
I overheard them and he said, yeah, I got really judged because people were saying, what the hell, why are you going to the beach? But I get up early in the morning and that's where I take my walks and that's where I meditate and it's like a morning ritual. And now that I live here in South Beach in the neighborhood that's not right where the tourists come, but a few blocks from there. I will say it's very different. It's it's reminiscent of Laguna Beach and other little like Venice and parts of Santa Monica in Southern California. There's little plaster, older complexes, triplexes, apartment buildings that are two stories, three stories maybe, but on the whole they're older, but they're cute and they're sweet and people bike ride and get out and walk. And uh, of all ages, I mean, I saw a couple this morning wearing masks and probably in their 50s or maybe 60 on their bikes. And there's just more of a little neighborhood feel. So when I heard that, I thought, you know, we all think of this crazy party, big giant drinks with the upside down beer bottles when we think of South Beach. But really, it's quite a very large Um, section of residential area and of course on the fringe there's a a few high-rises of multi-millionaire status and nice yachts too don't get me wrong but on the whole the common folk the regular folk it's uh it's it's quite a quiet little community so hearing that I felt badly I thought that's too bad you know he enjoys doing that and Who knows, he may have put something out on his social media and people judge him for it. But on the other hand, I get it. You know, um, I live in a uh, apartment complex uh, made up of a high rise and low rises. And I'm in one of the low rises, like seven stories high versus 27 stories high. And so there's different sections The section I'm in isn't very busy because I'm very much kind of a fringe complex on a side of this major uh, apartment complex. I'm not in the center. And saying that, not very many people use the elevator. So even though I have my gloves and even before that, I always had a wrap or like a t-shirt hoodie thing wrapped around wrapped around my waist and I would use the arm and wrap my finger and um, use the sleeve part to press the button. Uh, I'm actually quite fortunate I'm not getting in a high rise like where I used to live in a small elevator to get home to get up to my apartment in a small confined area where it's impossible to get six feet apart. And so when people who don't live, like I'm saying, uh, where I see where they're in a little neighborhood, they feel like we're all in little apartments and everybody steps out on their porch or a little balcony or a little grass area. And it's very communal and people want to walk and talk. And especially dog people in Miami is really should have a sign that says, if you don't have a dog, don't come because everybody, everybody here has a dog. So what I'm seeing is, and forgive me while I'm talking, I have the air conditioning on. I can't leave the windows open. It's getting a little warm and uh, we're hitting like 
high 70s, if not 80, even at night. So if you hear a background noise and you hear the noise, it makes a little squeak noise. Sorry about that. But anyway, there's a balance that we need to try to attain of normalcy. So I'm enjoying looking at people I know versus uh, like uh, uh, Pilates classes that I belong to. People are offering them and you can tune into them and watch them up for 24 hours later on Instagram or my good friends in California are doing a lot of free things and everybody's keeping in touch, but we need still that social interaction and again me being from southern california and now miami where the weather is such an integral part of your lifestyle where you are outside which makes you look up at people at parks and children playing and dog walking and nodding and even if you don't speak the language you find a way to communicate this kind of European or Latin or South American lifestyle of community shops and cafes open late at night and walking and talking and feeling part of something bigger than yourself, an enjoyable lifestyle is all shut down. So it's very, very foreign. And I can see in the faces we want to talk but we just nod and we keep our distance. Or if the sidewalk narrows, one of us goes and then we wait for a good 10 feet and then the next person goes. Or even if we see each other on a sidewalk corner, one of us crosses. So I feel like we're all doing our part regardless of what's on the news of the you know, kids and the party goers and everything. But it also inspired me to talk about how it only takes a few people to elevate the consciousness or transcend the subconscious of mankind to just blurt blurt it out there what i'm saying is you can call yourself a light worker or a conscious being or being mindful or spiritual, or whatever terminology you'd like, but so often, I mean, me doing what I'm doing, believe me, um, so many people are embarrassed or don't want to talk about it out loud, or yeah, that'll get you, yeah, that'll get you a good degree, and uh, that'll get you a good job, and good for you, and that's kind of woo-woo, and angels and fairies, ha, 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 ha. Well, I've heard that so many thousands of times, but if you could see and know the people and the clients that I've had and the workshops and the events and the speaking engagements that I've had at professional places from hospitals with doctors and nurses to uh, high-end Lexus and Mercedes car dealerships to affluent uh, celebrity-laden boutiques and stores and private homes in LA, California, Laguna Beach, uh, Beverly Hills, and the like, and regular, very quiet, introverted, wealthy businessmen 
I've heard it all. They all come to me and go, can I talk to you about this? Can you help me with this? Absolutely. So I tell you this, that if you defer or default or whatever the word is to feeling during this time more spiritual or being guided to become more mindful or join people on social media like Jay Shetty or Maria Shriver or um, Oprah Winfrey or anybody, you know, that is offering a uh, community consciousness, you are not only not alone, you are part of the consciousness that is blanketing this earth. So what does that mean, Cindy? Okay, so let me try to put it in a perspective that you can understand. Like I told you before, I see auras, and we all can, but I've kind of developed it, and I, I'm lucky in that my, quote, clairvoyance or psychic intuitiveness, which we all have, I'll say it again, which we all possess, I've skilled my, it's kind of like saying, you know, if I did a lot of sit-ups more often, I'd have a really flat stomach, but I don't because my hip hurts or I got to walk the dog or it's time for a nap. I don't know. I'm lazy. I'm, you know, what can I say? So we can develop it. My intu intuition is developed. But anyway, back to my point, I am very clairsentient, meaning I feel feel things. Now, generally speaking, everyone's clairsentient and an empath, meaning they feel emotions or they feel your, or you feel your own emotions like embarrassment, or you want to keep the peace or you're um, uh, a people pleaser or, which is fine, all these things, because you, you can't handle the conflict and the turmoil and the anxiety that it brings. You can actually feel other people's emotions or you are affected in a negative way by being around curt, bossy, shitty asshole people. Okay, okay. so that's the fun part of having a podcast. You get to swear. I mean, we all are really, but there's some people that are more affected by it. Anyway, that's called an empath or empathic traits that you feel. Now, I feel when I intend to, when, I don't want to say tune in, but I have fortunately a barometer or a biofeedback that's built in a uh, like Geiger counter that's in me when I start to talk and speak these kinds of words and positive and say affirmations, I can physiologically feel the feeling. I can feel the circulation flushing around, not my cheeks and face like you would when you smile or when you're embarrassed, but I feel that kind of circulation in the top part of my, uh, not just tongue, the top palate of my mouth up into my nasal passages. I feel it pulling like my hair is pulling, but it's not my hair. It's like the energy is being pulled from the center of my head. I can feel my, my body become lighter. 
I don't feel the aches and pains that I usually have, like something sore or I have bursitis in the hip or sciatic in the back. I don't feel, I become elevated. I transcend. I'm vibrating. I'm tuning in while I'm sitting here talking, burping, farting, eating, licking my fingers on barbecue chicken, drinking a beer, whatever it is. I have the ability to feel a physiological shift or change as I become more aware or more purposeful or more intentful. That's a word, right? I can feel my hands tingle, etc. You get the gist. And then when I really rock and roll, you got to let me out of the gate. So that's why I'm good at speaking or when I say good, I'm entertaining because I can teach you, but I start to feel and see. I don't even need to see the auras. I can feel them. I can feel your personality and the intention, and I can feel the flow. It's like I'm in the orchestra. I can feel the music, and I start to move. I have to actually get up and pace and walk and laugh and move my body. I cannot sit still. I cannot meditate quietly when I am, quote, performing or I am what I call mirroring another person or people. And it doesn't matter if it's one or 1,000. When I tune into your higher energy, it makes me so blissful and happy I got to move. Okay? So, but, you know, I know where I am and where I live. But when I do speak, I have to keep points and a clock, like an old-fashioned clock, alarm clock, because I have to keep myself a little grounded so I can watch and pace myself because I could literally, I feel like I'm flying. Not like a plane, but like, you know, like a person. Like, if you you know, like in your dreams when you kind of grunt and you go, and then you're up off the ground then you think okay I'm doing it I'm doing it and you keep concentrating and you're gliding that's what it feels like to tune in to people and their energy and mirroring them now that exists and I am lucky that I have that barometer that I can have that feeling and that's just the beginning that's the median that's the foundation from there I can go always feel secure, like feet on the ground, but not really. I mean, I am flying like I've described, but I feel connected. I feel safe. I feel, call it higher beings or whatever, like uh, impenetrable. So that's where I start from. So then when I tune into someone's uh, conscious or subconscious um, uh, um, or even, you know, like this life or even past life experiences, or things that are horrific or anything that causes blocks or shame or any kind of things like that, I can feel it as a story or like a memory. It's like I'm telling you your story or your back history or your backstory as if it were my own. And I get it in real time. I'm not transferring it. So that's where I feel all of this information And even if it's something sad for you or negative, it isn't for me because I feel like it's being shared for a reason so it can be diluted, so it can be transmuted, so it can be, it could be liquefied, it could be 
validated and the fire can be put out. Okay. Now, how do, what am I talking about? How do I apply this to what we're going through? It only takes a handful of people, a small percentage of the population to raise the consciousness of everyone. It only takes, if what I've just described to you is something that goes on whether or not you're aware of it, and then you meet people like me that can kind of capture it for you, and or you can develop it for yourself, which you can, and it may come in different ways because we're all unique, but, you know, it's there's pretty much... Uh, it's like either you get thought or you get it through dreams or you can see it like clairvoyant is seeing it or you close your eyes and you can see little movies or symbols or you can feel it. Well, I've trained myself to just basically feel. So saying that, we on this earth and we come from so many other places of the universe, of the heavens, we have so many higher beings, ascended masters, the Christ consciousness, the Jesuses, the Buddha, the Yogananda, the, the masters, the teacher, on and on. Even our relatives, even a lot of loved ones, even people we may not know. There is so much phenomenal help, guidance, adoration, mirroring, going on 24-7, it's indescribable. You can believe it and then, or not, but it's kind of like arguing with gravity. It's there. You may not feel it until you fall or drop an apple, right? Newton's apple, but it's there. And we can take it for granted, but it's there. And we call it love, but we think of love like we pet our dog or we love something. No, this is a actual magnetic intelligent force. And it is always mirrored and provided for us. Like a lot of times you see when people meditate, like we do mudras, you know, the different hand positions, because you're putting the energy back into the body by putting fingertip to thumb. Well, if you put your hands open, you have chakras or energy centers all through your hands. That's why your hands tingle. That's why a lot of times you can feel the energy or you're just compelled to open up your arms or in a lot of yoga positions, we you know, you do a lot of things because there's energy that is constantly moving for you for your benefit, not to make your tummy flat. That's just added frosting on the cake, so to speak, right? But back to the people, there's a handful of people. It only takes a handful of people to elevate the consciousness so if you are guided to be like one of those people that feel like it's okay that I'm not 
a multimillionaire, tough business woman or tough businessman, and that I do things by the book and this is how it works and you put one foot in front of the other and you're supposed to do this and this and this and drive this car and have this and have this goal and financial planner and blah, blah, blah. Then I'm really a sensitive soul. And in my quiet time, and especially in a time where lives, including my own, are threatened, or that I may witness other people's lives being threatened. This is very uncomfortable, and I wish it could go away, or I wish that we would change as a human being from one to another, or I really deep down hope that we can stop hurting each other, that we can really begin a more deeper, meaningful way of living by making the decision to love and respect one another regardless of who we are, where we come from, whether we're homeless or not. I really wish that this kind of thinking would be popular so I wouldn't feel so alone or even ashamed. Well, guess what? Those thoughts that you have have always been there, but aren't you the fortunate one that you are actually fearless and courageous to tap into that? And even as you do, and you may feel embarrassed or ashamed or cautious in sharing it with other people, that's okay. But that consciousness, that awareness, is a gift. And it's calling you because we are awakening in this sadness, in this fear, in this desperation, in this blaming and finger pointing and politics, in between it all, which really doesn't matter. The truth is the truth is the truth. And as Course in Miracles, a spiritual text says, the truth has no opposite. So the truth is unalterable, eternal, and forever, and the rest is perception. So our perception is that we're supposed to be a certain way and do a certain thing, but the truth is the truth is the truth. And the truth is... We are loving beings and we are capable and we are hardwired of knowing what to do and how to do it. And our ancestors, whether here on this earth or another one or for wherever else we come from, we know this. This isn't airy-fairy mumbo-jumbo. This isn't something to be afraid of. 
This is our natural calling because it makes us feel good because it's humanitarian. It isn't a charity like, look at me, look at me. I wrote this check. I'm going to get all dressed up. We're going to have dinner and we're going to give. And then we do something good and we feel good about ourselves. The moment you have the thought of saying, I wish that we could all treat each other better and start a new way of living and thinking and looking at each other. That is better than any five-star affair cocktails and dresses and everything else because that is permanent. And so during this time, we have a lot of emotional triggers that are coming up. But like I say, if you can be open to that calling in your heart that you can anchor peace on this planet, that you can transcend this old, ignorant, stuffy, competitive bullshit of humankind and transmute it away then do it. You don't have to master it, but if you see something online and it says, come join in prayer, if you can't do it at that exact time, believe me, that energy like attracts like, it'll find find you. What you can do, it's kind of like you're the light. And imagine going in an auditorium Okay, like a school gymnasium or even bigger, a big auditorium. Like here we have American Airlines Arena and, uh, you know, you can see uh, different artists, Ariana Grande and Pitbull. Oh, I love him. Or the Miami Heat basketball players. Imagine it all dark and then down on the floor, someone lights a candle, you can see it. So here's a little tiny candle and a little tiny flame and a little about the size of your what? Thumb? Thumbnail? And now look at the size of your body compared to a thumbnail and then think of a row of seats compared to your thumbnail and now think of a section in in the arena compared to your thumbnail And now think of the upper parts and the lower part. Now think of the whole damn thing compared to your toenail. It only takes a small fraction of light to go into the dark, to transcend and validate the light and bring change. So if you and only a handful of people in this country, no less this world, come together with a united intention of healing the planet, not just of the coronavirus, but seeing the coronavirus as an example to get us to get together in like minds and focus on one intention then you are being called to action for the greater good. And your greater good isn't just for frickin' fun. 
it works. You are the light. You are a light worker. And now you get to be one. But guess what? You've always been one and you just didn't know it or you didn't allow yourself and no judgment. That's okay. You were defending yourself from embarrassment or being put down or humiliated. That's another podcast. But if you can wake up to that calling of sending light, know it is your truth. It is our truth. It is our collective conscious truth. It is the Christ consciousness truth. It is the universal truth. It is truth, truth, truth. And there is no opposite. So if you don't see on the news and you don't see in uh, your news flashes on your phone, you don't see everybody all together, we have to all be on the same page. No, we don't. If I'm here and you're listening, that's enough. But if we have a few more, that's good too. But wouldn't it be ironic if really our higher selves and higher beings and our guardian angels, and I'm not minimizing this virus at all, I am not, please understand I am not when I say this, but it could be possible that something like this happens just like in our private life, but this is a universal experience for all of us because like I said, my previous podcast, we're all in this together. That maybe this is happening to teach us to be collectively conscious, just like we would as if we were sick or a family member was sick and we would pray for their healing. Maybe we're meant to step into the little inviting pond the little trickle of water with the waterfall and just put our toes in and splash and let the other ones go in the deep end or the Olympic swimmers go in for the long haul. But maybe we can put our toe in this little spiritual bath and begin to just play with the idea that we are powerful co-creators and that we are collectively universally being given an opportunity to come together as one mind, one intention, one focus, just to show all of us that it can be done, that it always has been done this way, and that we merely forgot. So saying that, I'd like to say a prayer of forgiveness. And again, that's kind of my thing. Wrote a little gift book years ago, and I talk about it, blog about it. I have a lot of things to say. Forgiveness, not so much in a, quote, biblical sense of, okay, you know, how could I forgive you when you beat me or sexually abused me or you did this or you murdered somebody? I'm not talking like that. I use forgiveness or how I've been shown to look at it to 
bring it down and break it into little puzzle pieces and play with it. And by implementing forgiveness in my life in this way, that's what made me, quote, kind of look up and see colors and auras and feel things and hear things and become, quote, clairvoyant almost overnight. But I also see all my other experiences, which we've all had of, quote, psychic experiences or intuition. But anyway, back to the good stuff. I use forgiveness as a metaphysical tool. It's a tool like a fork. I like soup, but a fork is kind of hard to, unless you pick the bowl up and cheat, but a spoon is better. So it's kind of like a cutlery. Forgiveness to me kind of itemizes things. And I use it as a metaphysical tool and understanding that it's giving for. And yes, it's for me and for other people, but it's primarily for me to understand that I am trying, but I'm not the expert here. That you, higher power, God, a dog named Ralph, Jesus Christ, uh, Buddha, agnostics, let's say, the stars in the sky, your God, creator, Lord, whatever word you want to use, believe me, he, she, he, she, they, it, do not care. Sorry, popular to contrary belief, there is no condition. There's only love and invitation. And the intention is known because you are part of the chip off the old block. So you can't, you can't ignore, you can't defy what's already there. Okay, but back to the forgiveness. It is to understand it's a way, it's a tool of putting yourself first, of saying, I forgive myself for forgetting. I don't deserve this pain. I forgive myself for forgetting. I don't deserve this thought to feel embarrassed about being spiritual. I forgive myself for thinking I had to be this or this or this or that. I forgive myself for thinking I wasn't anything other than great and perfect, just how you made me right here and right now. So forgive me. It is the words that you use to square things up in your cutlery drawer so you can see what to use, what tools, what comes clearly. And it's about your conversation with your higher power, not anyone else. You can apply it to other people and other things, which we'll, we're going to do in a minute. But how I saw it when I had an epiphany that it was a tool to nurture yourself because you carry so much burden and guilt and shame, which is another podcast. But anyway, let's go back to this week of everything that's unfolding. Again, we watch the news, but we don't have to agree with everything or everyone, but we get informed and then we also open up our heart to where we are feeling a calling to talk or listen or believe. But when you go take your walk with the dog 
or go just step outside on your patio or even if you can't do that and you go in your room and you lay your head down on your pillow and listen to your music if you close your eyes for one moment and you say dear God or dear higher beings or dear angels I invite everything sacred into my life now and as you say that think about everyone or think of a globe or think of these maps of seeing the world or think of like travel pictures maybe not Rome the way it is now with people who are sick but when we think of Rome like the Colosseum or we think of Washington DC it may not be Trump it may be the cherry blossoms or a picture of uh, Abraham Lincoln think of different parts of the world think of all people think of nationalities and faces and travel places of different from Vietnam to Colombia to Portugal to Sweden to Germany to Russia to Africa Nigeria just think of people all over the world and see them blanketed in light the light that comes from the light that you have in your heart as a light worker as a conscious being now with those people in the background see those corporations dark energy unkind call it evil corporate money-grubbing anything to you that represents what's wrong with the world could be pharmaceuticals could be insurance company could be whatever the profit not the people who are making a little money here and there in the stock market but the ones really controlling it the oil the gases you know the gasoline we don't know the awes behind the curtain but those controlling powers that blow off global warming or really make fun of people like you and me see them but don't focus on them but include them put them behind the faces and the travel photos that you have in your mind in other words you're going to imprint the lovely faces and the places on top of the things that upset you or that you're aware of that are dark or corrupt and now while you're holding the thought of the two layered kinds of people in the world affirm I forgive you for your short-sightedness your recklessness your abandonment and your equality and I forgive you for your feeling embarrassed to come forward with your spirituality and your tender heart and I forgive you for thinking you had to be anything or anyone other than yourself 
I forgive myself for thinking that I was anything other than great. With regards to the world and its inequalities and unjust experiences, injustices, I understand that these motives coexist on this earth plane within each one of us and in our past. However, now, on my and your behalf, as a light worker, I surrender all ineffective thinking and habits and beliefs, motives, and traits to a higher power, to you, God. And all is forgiven. I also forgive myself for thinking I had to do more or be more or have more to make a difference. I now realize that in this moment, I am. I now know that what is in my heart is real. I now see this world healed. I now see more evidence of fairness and equality. I now see more beauty and loving, compassionate relationships. I now see that we are cherished, celebrated, and respected for being compassionate, loving, and kind. Everything that I have thought in my heart, I send out to the world, and this world is healed. All mankind is corrected. All mistakes are undone. Everything is beautiful with serenity and harmony and healing and joy. And this is brought into fruition now and in all ways of time. And I thank you for this, dear God. Amen, amen, amen. And so it is. And so... With that, hold this energy in your heart and throughout the day, remember that you heard and spoke and infused and imprinted this energy, which is real, out into the universe and it will answer you back in wonderful, glorious ways. Thank you and I'll talk to you again real soon. You have been listening to the Confessions of a Clairvoyant Housewife podcast with intuitive expert, Cindy Goldenberg. To learn more or stay connected, be sure to visit www.cindygoldenberg.com.